What is up, guys? Welcome to the Brick House. We got where the Nick. takes don't miss. Even though last time some of them were missing, but we're about to make up for it tonight with takes that will not miss. But yeah, back to you, my man. And we got Bren here. Say what's up. What's going on? All right, let's get right into it, man. All right. All right. So the the first thing we got to talk about, obviously, was the end to the fucking Heat Celtics series. Clearly, I was wrong. I said Celtics in seven. Clearly, we saw Heat in six, and uh, definitely a crazy end to the series. And yeah, what do you guys think about what happened? I mean, I'm pretty uh, sure I said I said like I think I said Heat in seven. So I wasn't. You too- guys both said Heat. Yeah. You yeah. guys both said Heat for sure. I mean, I wasn't too surprised. Um, I thought I thought it went how I thought it was going to go. I honestly didn't think the Celtics were going to take another game at all, but they did in the middle of the series. But, um, yeah, no, the Heat took it, and I'm excited to see how they match up against the Lakers. I think uh, if I was the Lakers, I would be wanting to go up against the Heat, so I'd be excited if I were them. But uh, I guess we'll see tomorrow what happens. Yeah, I agree. I feel like uh, the Celtics were a team that with all the weapons they have like, and the amount of star power they have in their starting lineup, I feel like they could have given like a top-heavy team like the Lakers more of like an even match and more of a challenge. But I'm excited to see what this Heat team can do for sure. They definitely coach really well. They definitely have a lot of depth, and they definitely play really well together as a team. So maybe they'll be able to tire out the Lakers' key guys and, and – uh, get a couple games in the series. But personally, I'm definitely uh, all in on the Lakers winning the finals this year. I think the star power they have with LeBron and AD is just too much. And uh, I don't know how anyone on the Heat is going to be able to stop either of those guys. Yeah, yeah I, I agree completely. I, I, I mean, I know I, I'm going to have to swallow my words and swallow my pride from last week with the statement Lakers in four. I was only one yeah, game you... off. But um, I, I think I'm going to double down on that statement. Really? For this series as well. No, fuck no. No I, way. I, I, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> not, it, man. I'm doing it. Not a it. shot. Not a chance in hell. Dude, I, I mean, I've we'll been – yeah, we will see. I mean, I've been saying Lakers in four to uh, to a lot of my friends down here, especially because, like, you know, I'm in Miami and it's triggering a lot of people. But I don't necessarily think they'll actually win in four. I think Lakers in five. I think they're going to win convincingly. But that Heat team is just so scrappy, and Spo has just done such a good co- job coaching them this far. I think they'll definitely be able to uh, snag one game. I got Lakers in six, man. I, I also think, to piggyback off that, he uh, he is very underrated as a coach. Like, he does so much for that team. Oh, yeah. Now especially them, them being where they are right now, and nobody thought they'd be here. Especially, like, the building of his team and uh, – progression like just from the younger stars that are up and coming in Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson I think he's done a great job but um yeah Lakers in four yeah dude <laughs> picking up Duncan Robinson for them was huge because they I'm pretty sure they didn't have a draft pick that year so he was ba- like I mean he's playing like a first round draft pick right now mm. so that was huge picking yeah up. definitely yeah they, and yeah then, he's all- good on offense, he's really doing a lot of things that Clay Thompson was doing on those Warriors championship teams. Like he's mm-hmm. a guy that you got to be uh, account for at all times on the offensive end, no matter where he is. He's running around screens with unlimited amounts of energy, and he's catching that thing and firing it in like I saw the graphic like point three seconds. So 
when you're doing stuff like that, like you're automatically a super valuable piece to the yeah, team. Yeah, he, he knows how to move well without the ball, which which helps. Absolutely. And then yeah, got- speak, speaking of Clay, though, did you guys see the video of Clay back on the court? Yeah. I no. Looks like, looks like he's ready, man. I didn't see it, dude. He's looking good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's looking healthy at least. I'm definitely really excited to see that Warriors team next year, especially what they do with that second overall pick. I mean, yeah. there's just so many possibilities. Like, they could draft a guy like LaMelo or Wiseman. They could trade it for another guy that could help them right now. Like, that team is going to be scary next year no matter what they do. Yeah, yeah I'm I mean – I'm, I'm not really excited to see them, but uh... – You don't want to <laughs> see the comeback? No, nah, hell no. I hate them. Yeah, I mean – <laughs> No, I liked them before they got KD because, like, you know, they, they built that team from, from the ground up with, like, Clay, Steph. Like, they found Clay as a diamond in the rough. Steph, Steph, too. He was, like, what, 13th overall? So, I was like, all no, right. No, I think he was 7th. I think he was 7th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the Knicks had 8th pick, and they fucking picked him right before the Knicks pick. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Knicks got Jordan but, Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I had respect for them because they – like it's not like they made. It's not like they they built the team like that off of just money and like just attractiveness to free agents. So, but after they got KD, I was like, all right, come on now. And then once they got, and then the summer after that, when they got Demarcus Cousins, I was like, no. I was like, no way. All right, fuck this team. I hated that team so much. But now, yeah, now, now that they lost everybody. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see it come back. Well, they didn't really lose. They lost only KD. lost KD. Oh, yeah, not everyone. They I won mean, two chips before that. I mean, they Yeah, but, but they also lost Harrison Barnes by signing KD, and now they don't have it, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, they'll get well, young at least, eventually. At least, they no. have, uh, at least they have Wiggins to, to fill that Barnes <laughs> type of role. But, dude, I completely agree with you. I remember when the Warriors were, like, the sixth seed playing the Spurs in the first round, like back when they had David Lee playing big minutes for oh, that yeah. and Bogut at the center. I remember I really liked that team, and I really liked Steph, too, back then. And then uh, Draymond Green became a big part of the team. And that's when I started to dislike them because he was out there doing his antics, talking all his shit. So yeah, that's when I start – yeah, that's, that's when I started to kind of get lower on the Warriors. And then, like you said, Brendan, once they got KD, I was like, all right, man. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. And, 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 then the, and even though DeMarcus did absolutely nothing on the Warriors, like when I saw that they signed him for that, like, one year, like – fucking $3 million deal or whatever the hell it was. I was like, man, you've got to be shitting me right now. Like, how is this fair? Yeah. <laughs> how is it possible? Yeah. Where do you think? But, yeah. Do you think he'll end up Ooh, Boogie? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if he'll end up anywhere. Like, the injury history and, like, the fact that he's always been a guy who kind of racks up technicals and starts problems. Like – obviously he's still a talented like he's always been one of the best centers in the league when he's healthy but who knows how good he'll be when he's healthy now after the Achilles tear the in, the injury that sat him this whole year like he's definitely not the same DeMarcus Cousins that was uh the best center in the league in Sacramento so I I don't know I really have no clue who will sign him mm. yeah I have no idea but um yeah it should be interesting what the Warriors do with that second pick if they they I think they should go somebody like I don't think they'll go a Kongwu like second. I think a, I think that guy's gonna be pretty pretty good too, though. Like like a Bam. But um mm-hmm. Wiseman would fit well with them, I think. 
Or if the Knicks – I don't want the Knicks to trade. But I think the Warriors would trade the pick to the Knicks if, like, Mitchell Robinson was involved. But I don't want the Knicks to do that. Because Mitchell Robinson, bro, he's, he's one of the – he's a really good offensive rebounder, rim runner. He could fit really good in mm-hmm. the Warriors. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want the Knicks to trade Mitch yet for that second overall pick. Yeah, definitely not. Mitch is probably your guys' best asset right now. And like, yeah. if he wasn't getting if he wasn't getting in foul trouble every game, he would be like an absolute beast, dude. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely worried that the Knicks could do something like that, and I don't want them to. But I do want the Knicks to try and trade up for that number two pick and like give up anything they have to other than Mitch and RJ to do it because yeah. if they got that guy like Lamelo who had that star power and, uh, like, ha- and like had that ability to run the floor and initiate the offense, because that's what the Knicks have been missing, that true point guard. Yeah. So if they, if they could trade up and get LaMelo with guys like Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nielakina, their pick, eighth overall or whatever it is, if they can package some of that stuff together to move up and get LaMelo, I think they definitely should because I think he's that guy that they need. And that way, a wise man would be able to fall to the Hornets at three, which is another thing I really want to see because all that team needed last year was a big man. And I think they could have been just as good as the Wizards, maybe made it into the bubble, and Wiseman could be that guy. He could. I, he's, he's a little slept on. Nobody's really um, messing with him right now. Yeah, dude. I, I see so many, like – reports and like scouting reports saying like Wiseman is just a big athletic player with no skill but I remember like because I've always been into watching like high school basketball highlights like learning about the top prospects and I remember watching Wiseman like dribbling in the open court taking the ball coast to coast hitting like fadeaway mid-range jumpers that were like tough as fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah. And people are calling Wiseman unskilled. And he shot 77 or something like that percent from the line at Memphis in his couple games he played. So I don't know why people are sleeping on his skill so heavy. Like I think Wiseman is just as good as DeAndre Ayton was coming out of Arizona. And people are really sleeping on him. So do I. He's even got like a more NBA skill set than Ayton did, I think, coming out of college. Um, yeah, because he's definitely more mobile, and Aiton, even though his post scoring was a lot better, and he might have been a bigger guy. Like Wiseman's ability to run the floor is just so slept on. I feel, and yeah. even though that's one of the things people like talk about, that combined with his skills that people just ignore, like he could be, I think, one of like the better bigs in the league by the time he's in his prime. Yeah, I'm I'm right I'm right there with you. Um, also, I saw that the Timberwolves might be looking to move the first pick, which is kind of interesting. I saw that too, which was definitely really surprising because uh, I thought Anthony Edwards would be like such a good fit next to D'Lo because of his like off-ball scoring potential. The fact that he can like he has the like size and length to potentially clamp up, but I, I don't know. Like, and I heard that if they keep the pick, they like Lamelo too which is another thing that kind yeah. of surprised me. It would, it would really show that they're going all in on offense. But uh, a crazy thing with the Timberwolves that definitely will make this draft more interesting is the fact that uh, Malik Beasley just got arrested on those uh, oh, yeah. weed charges and, like, r- attempted robbery or some shit like that. And he's a restricted free agent right now. So 
I'm definitely interested to see whether uh, teams are willing to give Malik Beasley a big offer like people thought they were going to. And if the T-Wolves are willing to, like, bring him back and let him be that third option on offense, or if now, after all that happened, they're more open to the idea of drafting a guy like Edwards who can play that same type of role. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, You know who else got arrested that I saw is NBA Youngboy. Oh, my God. For <laughs> what was that for? Some kind of drugs. I don't know if it was weed. It might have been something more than that. But he's. I I saw that he might be facing like several years in prison. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, he fucked up. Crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. He won't end up doing any time, just like Yadi. Probably not. No. Wait, Yadi. Yeah, got, probably when not. Did Yadi get arrested for drug drug charges? He didn't, but he got arrested like a week ago. Uh, really? I yeah. Didn't, what? I didn't even see that. He was like speeding or some bullshit. Ah, uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, no wonder nothing can, happened to him, bro. Yeah, they can get get they can get away with that shit easy. Um, for sure. Wait, so Another back to the oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, what were you saying, bro? Um, back to like the Nuggets, the the Nuggets Lakers series, dude. Jamal Murray mm. was putting that team on his back. How about dude that 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 layup like that Jordan esque layup that he had? That was oh my bad. god. That was filthy. But that was one thing dirty. I saw th- – that was dirty, dude. And that was uh, that was over, like, either Le- – I forget if it was over LeBron or AD, but it was over one of the two of them, which made it you all the more great. I th- I th- yeah, it was LeBron. I think you're right. But, okay. dude, that was so crazy. But one thing I saw that was a little wild was one of the NBA analysts who's a former player – I forget which one it was – was trying to say – I think it might have been Richard Jefferson – he was yeah. trying to say that that layup was more impressive than Jordan's layup. Uh, that's, that's, that's a reach. That's a reach. Yeah, because just, just thinking about because I remember seeing all the clips of that Jordan layup, dude. The hang time he got, and the, he went across the whole lane, bro. Like, yeah. That, like, that was, like, Jamal's layup was nuts, but that's no, just a little yeah. too hot of a take for me, you know? Way too fucking hot. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about that series, we gotta talk about that last game and the LeBron takeover at the end. Oh yeah, he was dude, just getting his way. He was, dude, and everyone was talking about how he's been playing so passive in the series and everything. Dude had a freaking what was it, thirty eight, sixteen, and ten. Yeah, like bro, and he had the last nine points for the Lakers, and that three that he hit at the end when they were already up by like ten. Yeah, and he like he just blew that like oh my, he blew that game up at the end. And you yeah, could just so, tell he had he had unfinished business at the end. He didn't want to do no interview. He was sitting down, getting ready for the next series, man. Yeah, no, it's gonna be no. scary, man. When he's in his when he's in his mode, if he plays like he did in that last in that fourth quarter, it's just gonna be insane. Especially the stats that he put up that game, they were just they're incredible. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they like Jeremy. They had who Jeremy Grant on him. I mean, he's a good defender, but there's no way he's stopping LeBron. I mean, yeah, no bro, way, bro. They had the double Jeremy Grant at some point, though. He was, yeah, hooping. that was, yeah. He was hooping. They had to double him. He was Jeremy Grant. He was, dude. And I saw uh, like a clip after uh, the Lakers won the series of LeBron like talking to Jeremy Grant, giving him words of advice. So LeBron definitely took notice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and and he opted out of he opt, he's gonna. Or he's gonna opt out of his deal. I saw. Try to get a yeah, because he can make a lot more money now. 
Yeah. Definitely. He, he, he proved his that. worth this season. Yeah. I, but, just, uh, I honestly don't know who's going to guard LeBron in that Heat series. Jimmy. Yeah, DJ. Going back to going back Jimmy. to what you were saying, though, dude, that uh, that LeBron takeover is like that's the type of thing that makes me skeptical that the Heat are going to be able to get any sort of traction against the Lakers because <laughs> you think about that that series against the Celtics, the Celtics started pretty much every game with a lead, and then the Heat came back in the second half and they fell apart. So the Lakers, they're coming on strong in the second half. They're not going to have those same types of issues, and how are like. How are the Heat going to be able to catch up to a team that's running just as yeah. fast as they are, you know? And they're, they're also coming off a series against the second-half team. Like, the Nuggets came back in every series that they played. They were always down going into the second half. So, I think it'll be interesting. But um, Hold so up. It, it did look like LeBron hit the RBLB at the same time at the end of that game to put on that <laughs> Hold up. You guys, you guys don't think that Jimmy can handle LeBron? No. No well, I, I think Jimmy can slow him down yeah, almost as good as anyone, but you no, definitely can't no, you stop can't, him, bro. No, no, no one no. can stop him. No, hell no. No, I'm not saying that he's going to stop him. I'm saying that he's going to slow him down, though. Okay, but you got to think about it this way. If Jimmy's playing lockup, right, or say LeBron one game's having his way, just taking him to the rack, and they have to either switch off or double him or go to his own – and you know how good of a passer and how good LeBron's vision is, how are they going to win the series like that? Uh, like, if you're putting your mind – if you're putting your best defender on LeBron, the best passer in the league, I mean, it's going to be hard to win that series. Yeah, I guess, and I know that zone – and I know that zone that they were playing was working against the Celtics, but if they try and play that zone against slashers like LeBron and AD, it's going to get torn up. It's going to be yeah. pick and pops, the, um, the lob city, man. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this though. All right, so what matchup are you guys looking forward to the most? Let's let's go. Bam, Bam versus AD, LeBron versus Jimmy, or Caruso versus Her- Her- uh, Hero. I gotta say, Bam versus AD by far, dude. Like, I'm super excited to see that matchup because I think Bam is one of the best defenders in the league. Like, he can he can actually defend all five positions, and he is the one guy that I think can really give AD some big problems. And also on the offensive end, Bam is just expanding so much. Like, you you saw it. The Celtics had no way to stop Bam during that series. Like. Tice was doing his damn best, but, I mean, Tice's best just wasn't enough, you know? I have a a, uh, question for you then, Nick. What's up? Would you agree, and I'll I'll, I'll piggyback off this as well, but would you agree that Bam has a similar play style to AD just at a smaller size? Like the way he's been expanding his game with the the mid-game, like, step backs? Can you trades? You know, I I can kind of see it. But the big differences I see between Bam and AD's game – on defense, I definitely see the similarities with them being multi-positional defenders that are really the anchors of their defense. And on offense, they're definitely, like, really versatile bigs with guard skills. But I see Bam as more of, like, a facilitator as a, as a player and mm-hmm. finisher and AD more as, like, a shooter and scorer. Like, yeah, AD's yeah. mid-range game and just his jumper in general – 
is just so far ahead of BAMs right now. Yeah, no, no. But, no. I, was uh, just, but I definitely see the similarities that you're talking about. Yeah, I was just asking the way he's been expanding his game in the mid-range. You've seen him, like – Yeah, it, it's definitely a gotten a lot better. Okay, but is- um, to piggyback off that, I think – I mean, I agree that that's going to be a really good matchup. I just don't think that BAM has the length to guard AD. Because you got to remember, what is he, 6'10"? He's 6'10", right? Something like Ooh, that. Bam? Bam's like he's not. Yeah, but tall. I think AD's only like an inch taller than him. Yeah, he's no, like an inch or two. No he's chance. An inch or two. All right, let me look at yeah. it. No, no more than two inches taller. Which... Dude, Bam does not yeah, look AD's that tall. Six on he doesn't look that tall. I, I, I think I Bam think... is six nine, yeah. and then AD is six eleven. Bam is either six. But nine, that's six, not nine, that nine. big of a difference, you know. And Bam, no, I just think for dude. for a big. With that kind of length, though, it's going to be hard to guard Anthony Davis, even though I understand he's a spectacular defender and all. Yeah, so 6'11", 6'9". It's definitely going to be hard for him to guard him. But on the on the flip side, I think it's going to be kind of hard for uh, AD to guard Bam as oh, well. Oh, yeah, for sure. The whole game? Yeah, he's definitely going to tire him out. But um, I think if I, – I do – it'll it'll definitely be an interesting matchup, but – I just don't know, man. Putting your best defender on LeBron, I don't know how that's gonna work. I eh, I don't know. All I know, I just I just think the the Lakers have too too much size and mismatch availability on their team to to not dominate this series. Yeah, but the Heat got that. The Heat have that it factor. They got they, they got Spolstra. Come on, Spolstra. Um, what, what's his name? Frank Vogel ain't no Spolstra. I know Frank yeah, Vogel isn't that. Yeah, coach. that's true. I know that's LeBron true. is. I know. I know LeBron is the coach, but yeah, but yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You gotta understand that LeBron trumps all that. Yeah, but come on, I'm dude. The Heat, man. I don't know. J- Jimmy's Jimmy, Bam, Harrow. They all have that mentality. I think they're gonna. Ha- I think they're gonna hang in. They're. I think they take it to six. I think. I think it'll be a cl- close games. I just close they definitely. Four. They definitely have that it factor, but. I just think when the Lakers are on, I think I talked about it last week, when they click, they're just impossible to beat. Like, when LeBron's facilitate, bro, if you ever watch a full Lakers game, LeBron could easily have 20 assists a game. No doubt. Yeah. But Kuzma, you know, KCP, Danny Green, they miss half their shots, and he still gets 10, 11 yeah, assists Kuzma, a game. Kuzma hasn't been looking. Dude, hard. he's – I said it. Danny that, Green, bro. Yeah, in that last game – I was so pissed. I was already screaming. I was like, why the hell is Kuzma on the court? In the last two games of that series, I do not recall him making a shot. All I recall is him getting like six turnovers a game. Bro, he did not do anything to establish himself in those games, and he did not. He brought nothing to that series. No. Not what about Danny Green out here, dude? His jump shots like disappeared. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to come down. You know it's going to come down to? It's going to come down to fucking Danny Green and – KCP making the shots. That's what I think. KCP did. I think KCP did um, start to get a little bit more consistent at the end of that series. Yeah. And Green did hit a huge three in that last game when it was uh, close, and that's what started LeBron's run. So I did. That was huge for them because it was in the clutch. But I agree that it's really going to come down to them hitting their shots off. Yeah, I feel like uh, passes from LeBron. Oh yeah, I feel like whenever KCP makes the shots, like they win. And then if yeah. he doesn't, mm-hmm. if he doesn't, then they just lose, or it's like a really close dub. Yeah, because they've only, you gotta remember they've only lost three games in this playoffs. Yeah, 
Plus, Rondo's been looking good. If he oh yeah, playoff Rondo and playoff can, Dwight. Because but Dragic's also been looking pretty good. So mm-hmm. you know what Dragic I think? Dragic has been looking great, dude. I think it's also going to come down to if you watch that last Lakers game. Uh, Caruso definitely had a great series, but he disappeared in that last game. Like his defense uh, was not there. Yeah. He missed like every shot he took, and he was just non-existent on the court. I think it's also going to come down to how good and how physical and at a high level that Caruso plays because he's been a big part of their defense and uh, just running up and down the court and passing the ball to LeBron and getting the offense started quickly because that's how they're winning games is pushing the pace. So I think that Caruso is also going to be a huge part of that series if he plays how he's been playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, All right. So you guys want to go, what do we want to, oh yeah. Wait, what? One thing I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about is another one of my takes that missed last week, which was I said that I thought Doc Rivers' job was completely yeah, that's, secure. That's what I was going to bring up. Now he's out of here, so so much for that one. But uh, <laughs> I think that was a very rash decision by Steve Ballmer. I, I saw that he uh, talked to Paul George and Kawhi and other important Clippers players about the decision to fire Doc. So, like, I don't understand that uh, decision right there. Like, if your players are not performing, like, to their normal standards, why would you bring them in to ask about the coach? Like, obviously, they're going to throw the blame on his shoulders. So that just doesn't make sense to me. I think, like, obviously, Kawhi did not play very well in the fourth quarter of that game seven. And Paul George didn't play well for the entire playoffs. So I don't understand how you can blame that on Doc Rivers, you know? Yeah. Especially given his continued track record of success in the regular season and in the first two rounds of the playoffs, even though – or the first round, should I say, even though Paul George was still playing like shit that round too. I think think from at least my perspective, and I said it last week, I said there was a high chance like that that was going to happen. But I think from my perspective – um, they had such high expectations this year. In, everybody, in everyone's mind, it was a lock that they were going to play the Lakers in the conference finals. So when that didn't happen, I feel like them as an organization were like, damn, we have to put the blame somewhere or we have to make a decision because everyone thought we were going to be there this year. So I feel like that's most of where their decision came from, at least in my mind. Like they had to pin it on somebody especially for people that aren't huge basketball fans and were wondering why the Clippers weren't there. I think in their mind, they were like, okay, let's just get rid of him. So it looks like we're doing something to make us better for next year to just solidify themselves in people's minds. But I I really don't think it was a great decision, but I mean, I, I called it last week. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to hire Tyron Lue probably, but I got, I got Doc going to, uh, I got Doc going to New Orleans for sure. I know there are talks about the Clippers, or not the Clippers, the Rockets or the Sixers, but I think D'Antoni's going to the Sixers, and I got Doc going to uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, D'Antoni's going to the Sixers. I think that's definitely about to happen. Doc to the Pelicans is something I would love to see, dude. I I didn't hear anything about that, but if that were to happen, I think that would be awesome. Like, 
I think Doc could be that coach that could take that young, like very good nucleus and help them develop and bring them to that next level and put them in the playoffs next year, probably in the West. So I think that would be dope. And I, I heard about uh, how the Clippers are choosing between Ty Lue and uh, I think Jeff Van Gundy or something like that. So oh, yeah, I, re- I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I mean, like, of course, Ty Lue has that ring, but I mean, we all know that Ty Lue was just on strings controlled by LeBron that whole time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. how much, what so how it? much stock are people really putting into that finals victory and his actual coaching ability? Like, I don't actually know. And Jeff, I would, de- I definitely think it would be cool to see Jeff Van Gundy as a coach though. Yeah, but I, either if, way. I don't know. If, I can't. I don't know if Jeff wants to coach again, but if he does, I mean, it'll definitely be the Clippers' job. I thought. I thought the Knicks maybe had a shot at hiring him back, but mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? Yeah, um, but one thing I do know is that if Jeff got hired to be the Clippers' coach, I would definitely miss hearing him during broadcast, dude. His commentary is always so oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, he always gets so mad when like the refs take mad <laughs> long. They take mad long to like review a call or something. Yeah, dude, he always, he always gets, like, so, like, emotional about, like, certain things that happen. It's so yeah. funny. He gets heated. Um, so yeah. what, about, uh, what about the Pacers? Looks like Miles oh, Turner. Oh, yeah. Looks like Miles Turner and Oladipo won out. Oh, wow. I, I definitely heard that Oladipo wanted out, but I didn't hear anything about Miles Turner. But if Miles Turner does want out – I really hope that that trade that everyone's been talking about, the Turner for Gordon Hayward swap happens. Because I think that's a, I think that's a trade that could help both those teams, especially if Oladipo wants out. The Pacers could get a guy like uh, Hayward who could, like, create some offense for you and, like, guard multiple positions, even though he's, like, obviously not the guy he was on the Jazz. He's definitely still a really impactful player, like, as we saw in the Celtics this year before he got hurt. Yeah. And then uh, Miles Turner would be that stretch bit big that could protect the paint and shoot threes that the Celtics definitely need. So oh, yeah, if, I would love to see that trade happen. But with Vic Oladipo, I mean, as a Nets fan, I'd love to see us get him if we uh, don't have to give up Vert. Like, if we got to give up Dinwiddie for him, like, fuck it, dude. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it because he could be that third star on our team. And he could lock up on the perimeter, too. It would. I think that would be a great fit if we that could somehow scary. land Oladipo. Yeah, that'd be very scary. I can't. Uh, I yeah. I think uh, T- Turner would be a perfect fit with the Celtics, but I don't know where. I don't know where Oladipo's going. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Mhm. Also, there was definitely. Uh, so there was this hypothetical I came across. Uh, I think it was like yesterday or something. And it was said, um, if you if you could live in any cartoon, what would it be? Any cartoon? I know my yeah. answer, dude. I oh my god, easy I've... answer, bro. Fucking Pokemon, bro. Imagine Pokemon? that, oh, dude. No. Imagine that. I I didn't think about that, but that that would actually be pretty sick. Fuck that, yeah, dude. Imagine pretty being dope. able to like fucking catch Pokemon in real life. <laughs> All right, well, that would be next level. I don't know. I don't know. This isn't too big, but this is definitely my favorite. Not even cartoon. This is my favorite show of all time. 
I think it would be lit, and I don't know if I would be the main character or not, but it would be dope <laughs> if I was. Ben 10, man. Ben 10? Whoa. Bro. Yo, bro, if you had the Omnitrix, then it would be lit. But if you were just um, some random fucker in the universe, nah, then... I don't know. I'm either being I'm either being Ben with the Omnitrix or DJ with the Omnitrix or I'm being Vilgax. No chance. I'm either one of the two. <laughs> one of the two, man. That's the only Dude, way about, to do it, bro. Hold up. What about Codename Kids? Uh, no. Bro, Omnitrix, you could be one of those man. badass kids up in that treehouse. Dude, that oh. would be kind of hype, bro. Going on secret missions, trying to fucking That's stop adults from doing lame shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I mean, or, I think or, I think a second thought would – you got to throw, like, Dragon Ball Z in there, son. You could be, like, something crazy. Go Super Saiyan on someone. <laughs> I guess. I, I, I like Pokemon better than DragonBall Z. Not gonna I, think, I think having the Omnitrix trumps everything. Like, bro, you can do whatever the hell you want. That's true. Dude, having the Omnitrix would be dope, but being able to catch Pokemon, bro, you could ride Pokemon across water. You could fly on their fucking backs, dude. You could, like, fucking... If you wanted to, you could fucking, like, demolish an entire building with a Pokemon attack, bro. Just think about that power in your hand. (laughs) You got got beef with somebody? Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. What about roast this motherfucker? <laughs> what about what about uh what's it called? Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, that's a good one. You could you got some Fairly Odd Parents? They cook up anything you want. Dude, that would be hype, but those rules that they have to follow uh, are kind of whack, though. That's true. That's you, true. you can't yeah. wish. Yep. You can't wish for money. You can't wish for true love. Like. You, Damn, like that's too big. That's two big things crossed off. You can't wish for money, like, bro. Like what the hell? If you had somebody like Cosmo, though, he might pull a few strings. Yeah, that is true. Yo, but but then Jorgen's ripped ass would show up there, like <laughs> fuck and fucking take their asses back to fairy jail or some shit, dude. What about like a? <laughs> what about like a? I'm trying to think, like a Looney Tunes or something. Like Tom and Jerry, or no, damn, no, tunes. like Bugs Bunny and that shit. Uh, nah, that would be dope. Mm. You see MJ. <laughs> the Space uh, Jam universe. Yeah. Just all the characters and then MJ and Bill Murray. Yeah, I think I think we picked three good ones, though. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Ben 10 with the Omnitrix, Pokemon... <laughs> And yo, what was that first one you said, bro? Before said, fairly young parents. Oh, code name, code name kids. Code name, dude. Yeah, that would be hype. Yeah, that would. All right, well, that I would. I think that's. I think that uh, wraps it up. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good to me, bro. I think uh, next time we come back, we'll have some finals games to talk about. Yeah. So we'll we'll have a good episode coming up next week for sure. Yeah, the Lakers right. will almost, almost be done with the series. It'll probably be 3 0 by then. So that'll be good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see about that one, bro. Yeah, I got Lakers in six. All right, people. Uh, follow us on the gram, like always. Uh, At the brickhouse.pod. Yeah, stay tuned for the next one. Leave us five stars. Yes, right. sir. Later. See you. All right. Take it easy, people.